This episode of the Mike on Much podcast is in partnership with Jameson. Good things come in threes. Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman, and I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We're also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And joining us on the ones and twos is intern Erica. Max, you're back from the road again. Feels great to be home. I feel like we get you in these pockets where mm-hmm. you pop into Ontario and then pop out again. Yeah, the rest of the year is kind of like that. Actually, only for the next few weeks. So I'll be gone to Halifax. Any uh, listeners come to Halifax show? We look forward to seeing you there on Saturday night. And uh, and then the following week, I'll be back until Thursday. And then we go to Banff. The following week after that, back till the Thursday. And then we play in St. Catharines or something. And we'll be doing some call-ins while you're gone, I think. Really? I think I'm around. I think oh, I'm really? Yeah. Oh, i got to check the schedule. Yeah. Manager Ash has it at all, in, all in a Google out. calendar now. It's good. Yeah. Very organized. Besides the Tiger Cat Stadium, where's your favorite place to play? Is this turned into a hard hitting interviewer? Yeah, is this, I'm just curious. Is this like a fan Q and A at like the mean greet or something? In happening? a way, yeah. From me, <laughs> well, I just want to know. Uh, well, it kind of depends on. Um, I mean, sometimes the small venues are cool. Like we're playing a thing for a radio station out in Calgary in Banff, though, which is an hour and a half outside of Calgary, and it's at Wild Bill Saloon on Halloween. So that should be cool. So it's a little 300 cap venue, but it should Can be Can you awesome. reveal what you guys are going to be wearing? Actually, we've been struggling with this. Maybe this is a good opportunity to brainstorm some uh, potential costume ideas for Arkells and the Northern Soul Horns. That Dang means it. there's eight of us that are doing it. It could be the Hateful Eight uh, mm. Tarantino film. Yeah. Oh, that's actually good. Yeah, Wait, is it? Well, well because there's eight of them. Eight yeah. of them. Yeah, but nobody would ever know who you were with any of those characters. They're not that iconic. We're the hateful eight, but we. But come they'll in still peace. kind of look like Western, though. That's the thing. They want yeah. to. So instead of doing like cowboys, which is generic, because they're doing Wild Bills, people will still just think they're doing elaborate cowboy outfits. But then when they ask them, that's it'll seem like they okay. put some thought I, into I it. I just have a aversion to questions where you have to ask, because. Mm. Alex had a bunch of ideas for Lucy, and all of them required like 15 questions. <laughs> I did not like it. But I think we're going Mr. Clean for Lucy. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really doubling down on the yeah. ball. That yeah. Uh, okay. Easy uh, costume, too. White t-shirt, earring. Exactly. Done. Oh, that is funny. That's mm-hmm. very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, any other, uh, any other suggestions Eric, for any good group costumes? No. I got nothing. Yeah. Nothing's special. Okay, Just what like... about Ninja Turtles and then the bad guys? Or Ninja Turtles, Casey Jones, April. Splinter would be amazing. And Splinter. There's the other. Th- oh, wait. We're down one still. Yeah, we did think about the Ninja Turtles. That came up. And who would the fifth Arkell be if four of them get turtles? That's I guess true. Splinter. Splinter. Splinter's mm. the leader. You be Splinter. No. You as Splinter would be Yo, hilarious. Be the Power Rangers. Yeah, I thought about the Power Rangers. There's five of them too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, I know. We're gonna and the rest of the guys are putties. What are putties? The bad guys, the Power Rangers always kick mm, the ass. They dispose of them very easy before mm. the like big bad guy comes. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> like the Transformer thing that's not quite a Transformer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we'll think on it. Maybe yeah. uh, listeners can send it in because... Listener it, feedback is welcome. This will go up at some point, either tonight or tomorrow morning, so there'll be time for you to... Mm-hmm. They can affect your costume choice. Yeah. They can actually uh, maybe change the future. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. listeners, <laughs> yeah. write at us, Twitter. Think of a good costume for eight people playing in Banff at Wild Bill's. Uh, what else has been going on? Big night tonight, guys. The uh, Toronto Raptors open up their season at home as the defending NBA champions. They are raising a banner. They're giving out rings to everyone who is going to this game. Hold uh, on. All, all 18,000 people? That's what they say. Get a ring? Yeah. What? Yeah, man. 
It's a hot oh, that's ticket. That's why Max. you wanted to go so bad. Oh yeah, because I don't love basketball. Like oh, I give no, a shit no, about no, a piece no. of jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ring! <laughs> I've only invested two decades of my life, and it's like, oh, the ring. No, I don't. I just wanted to be there to watch the banner get raised. Mm. It's never going to happen, probably again in my lifetime. Mm. But you do like costume jewelry. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> if there's one thing about me, <laughs> it's my pension for costume jewelry. Uh, no, I mean, listen, I'll love to have the ring as a keepsake for mm. sure, but it's going to be like a fun little, mm. you know, like, is it going to be any really, you know, it's like a bobblehead, the you, ring. You know, so uh, for it'll be like a rep- Mike was uh, looking around to see if we had any tickets because usually there is a line on tickets. I was working every angle it's been last a tough week and go, a half. And, you, and it looks like it's not happening, but I do have someone we can blame. Or is it happening? Oh, Mike's going. Oh, I'm going, brother. Oh, you're going. You're like ticket master. It's just so <laughs> obvious Max is the ticket. I'm so sorry, Honestly, I, la- the last time I talked to you, you were still looking. But you definitely have tickets because the listeners don't know. Everyone's oh, yeah, probably I, so I'm curious. Going. Yeah, right. yeah. So then my plan was always going to be like, maybe I have a direct line. Maybe our friend The Nut can sort me out with like, a, I can buy a single ticket, whatever. I just wanted to be in the building to watch the banner raise. But I am so happy to say that the, this afternoon I got a text from my good friend Jimmy. And he mm. said, man... Because me and him were talking about I was like, hey, when's the sweet spot to try and get that single when the prices kind of come down right before they shoot up again? And he was like, don't worry about it. I have you covered. Ah. I know. because so he's like, bringing you. He's bringing me, man. Damn, that's amazing. Great dude. Great dude. Um, Because you, and I will say, Max, you were very nice. You were trying to find I was trying to. Hell or high water, you are trying to get me into that building. Yeah, and I, I, I know. It. Like, it's one of the things you can feel out the situation. And there's some, some shows or events that you can go, okay, I totally know my way in here. And there's other ones where everyone's like, Fuck, buddy! Like you're lucky to be getting in the fucking building. So I'm like, okay. So I, you had to kind of tread tread carefully. I How many Arkells got in? Just just my Mike and I are gone. Mike oh, D, wow. Mike uh, D, our guitarist. But uh, I was gonna uh, blame somebody. Oh. Yeah, I was well, well I, I was saying I, I was saying to a friend Sarah at Ticketmaster. Yeah. Uh, I was seeing and she, everybody the consensus uh, not everybody was like this is the hottest ticket in town. It is so hard to even find a single or even to sell one at face value like from the you know from MLSC or whatever. But what I heard uh, through the grapevine, we might need to cut this is um, Elton John's coming tonight. Yes, and that motherfucker wanted eleven tickets. So listen, it's one mm-hmm. thing to ask for two tickets, one thing to ask for four tickets. When you ask for eleven tickets, guys like Mike Veerman don't get in the building. Are that's really side? the issue. I don't know. Mm. Do you have on seats? the court? Elton yeah, got a great jump yeah. shot. But like actually. seat seats, like are you courtside? I'm not courtside, but I'm assuming they're decent seats. I don't. Know. I had a joke uh. about there being feathers all over the court, but I won't <laughs> say it again because <laughs> he wears boas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't a good. Joke. You know what's funny about that Elton thing? I'd heard the thing about eleven tickets too, but I thought it was eleven tickets to the Elton show. Oh no! I think it's eleven. Elton to the wants to game. go to the Raptors game. Uh-huh. Well, he had to. He had a sh- uh, show book tonight, and then they had to move it. So I bet you he said, Ooh, "If you move my show, give me good. what I want." Well, we kind of did that. Arkells <laughs> did that in Edmonton uh, because we had a show, and then Justin Timberlake needed to reschedule his two nights at Rogers Arena. So we said, "Okay, we'll switch with you, but you need to give tickets to your show." And we mm-hmm. got to go to Justin Timberlake. And Do you fun. think he's going to give uh, the Raptors tickets to his show? I don't know. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see who goes. Yeah, Mark Gasol, I could see enjoying a rap because he's a cultured guy. I don't know. Like maybe guys are into like sort of old school like dad rock. Maybe, but you, actually, on that note, speaking of basketball players and piano players, is there's a really charming clip from the NBA preseason of a, the Canadian Nikhil Walker. Uh, he's on New Orleans. He's a like Mississauga yeah, kid. Canadian, he's Nik- cousin of uh, Shy Gilchrist Alexander. Oh, are they cousins? Yeah. And what's his full name? Nikhil Walker Smith or something like that. Alexander's Al- on there. Okay. Anyway. He um, was put up uh, to the test to sing on the court to like a bunch of fans. Did you see oh, this clip? Oh yeah, I saw this clip. And he sings uh, Vanessa Carlton's "A Thousand Miles" no. 
perfectly, like a whole verse. He knows all the words. Oh, yeah. It was very good. But his voice wasn't good. His voice, voice was okay. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was comically perfect. Yeah, yes. it was good. But I was just like so impressed with this. I'm like, because that song for any 19-year-old is a little out of the sweet spot, right? Like yeah. not, most 19-year-olds don't necessarily know that song. So I was impressed that he knew. Do you know that song, Erica? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but wow. she's like 24. So. That's true. How old are you? Get 23. 23. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Oh, right. 23, yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've given me two of the best Raptor gifts of all time, mm. which <laughs> is the OVO hat, yeah. Ooh. which is, that's a super elite mm. special item, and the shirt from the playoffs, yeah, the OVO yeah. shirt that Ooh. looked like the DVD symbol. I'm asking you, do you want to complete the trifecta? <laughs> you know what? I've already been thinking about how I can stash more shirts into my jacket. Fuck tonight. the shirts. I want the ring. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no. Just if you see, well, like uh, last time, I don't know how you did it. You saw one laying around. You just snatched it away. Listen, if a I can ring snatch is so it, easy. If I can snatch a ring, I will do that. How do you well, think they're giving out these rings? Yeah, it, they can't be on the seats. It'll be yeah. when you walk in. But as we know, Max gets brought to the Super Elite Lounge. Maybe mm-hmm. they have them laid out for Maybe. all the VIPs. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Actually, I'm, uh, the the normal lounge I'm going to isn't available tonight. So uh, Elton's in there. El- Elton's in there. Is that true? I was just. I think I, that's what I imagine. Wow. Yeah. So but, wait, you are you in a box? Tonight? No, we're in some okay. seats. Oh. Um, yeah, also, shout out uh, Ash, Manager Ash, really tried. My one that. question though is that the last time you were in the building for something special, yeah. one of the Raptors wins, you did say I would have liked it just as much to be at home watching with total friends. Yeah. Do you feel that is it different because the banner raising in the in no? The well, none of my friends are watching this. Oh. See, the difference was in those playoffs. Every I'm time watching. there was a playoff. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be in Hamilton. You <laughs> had a really sad look at us. No, you you'll be in Hamilton with your wife and baby. Our yeah. bu- our our buddy Hams will be. He's got to work, so he's not doing it. My brother has to. My brother who works for Toronto FC. He's flying to New York, uh, and so no one's around in the city to like sort of really get hyped for this banner raising. Every one of those playoff games, it was like an event every time. Some people were around. Uh, but I, by the way, I would have loved to have like watched it at home with Danica that's not mm-hmm. an issue I just feel like it's one of those things that like I want to be there for it I was there for when they went on the Eastern Conference Finals I went to a finals game. it's just like I put so much time and emotion into it it's like I got to see this banner mm-hmm. get raised I want to say I was there I want to see when they hand them the rings yeah it's gonna be cool and it'll be nice to have the stupid little ring weird question it. but yeah. humor me let's say uh, you have to choose between being blindfolded for <laughs> the banner being raised yeah. or getting the ring right <laughs> what do you take that's a really good question Oh, oh, that's a good question. Shit. I guess. Well, here's okay. So there's two ways to think about this. One, I can always watch everyone's reaction and the banner get raised. Now, here's another thing. Yeah. You always have to wear a blindfold anytime they replay it on TV. (laughs) 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 Then I see the banner over the ring. Okay. Okay. Then I'll take that uh, caveat away. Yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know. The ring's kind of fun. It's like a funny little keepsake, right? Uh, but to be able to see everyone's like faces in real time, I guess you take the thing that you get to keep forever. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Oh, is Max fiddling with the microphone? Yeah, and his weasel is touching his wire. I like that you whispered at him, but into your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so all of our listeners, it sounded like something really bad was going. On. Oh, Max, stop! <laughs> For our listeners, Eric has the headphones on, and Max is fiddling with his. You it's heard like. Fiddling with the with the microphone cord. That's all I'm fiddling. That's with. all you're fiddling yeah. with over there. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it causes yeah. issues. Uh, but anyway, I don't know the answer. Max, what about you? The ring or the banner? I don't really care about either, to be honest. No, wow, you're just like, like living I'm a so sweet gra- life. I do want to complete the trifecta. I know. I mean, I think I, I, I'm You'll curious to know what it looks it. like and all that. I'm grateful for going, but I don't know if I care that much about either, to be honest. But hmm. I mean, I'm yeah, very happy. 
We're going to get to see history tonight. I'm very excited. And uh, big, big fucking shouts to uh, our friend Jimmy, who listens to uh, all these podcasts uh, for uh, hooking a brother up. Thank you, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, guys. Anything else going on in our lives? Should we move a, on to a topics? A couple, couple little things. Uh, right. Shout out to um, two pod fans I met in Grand Rapids. They, oh. I think they live in Detroit. I, uh, the one's a Shaniac. They drove oh, to the yeah. show in Grand Rapids. I, uh, they took a photo. I think they might have tagged us. But uh, two lovely ladies. So shout out to you girls. It was nice to meet you after the show. She messaged, and I promised we'd have a meeting about how to ship merch out to people. Mm, okay, good. We'll do that meeting. Okay. Um, the other funny thing... <clears throat> Just want to get your opinion on this. Is I, I went to the Tegan and Sarah show. Yeah, I saw that on social. And I want a big shout out to those two two gals. They're the show is amazing. I've really admired them from afar for a very long time. You know, they they've been sort of pretty famous for like twenty years now, and they were kind of famous in the indie world for a while. And then like when their big pop record came out a few years ago, like they're on stage with Taylor Swift. They're just very like very well connected, ambitious people. And um, and I know they're aware of us. Their management knows our team. And um, they put us on the list for the show on Saturday night at the uh, Winter Garden Theater. It's a great show. And for the after show, the, a bunch of us kind of got uh, dragged back there. Not dragged back. Sorry. Can I just say, I, I think we were driving maybe back across America. My brother and I were with you and Nick, who plays bass in your band, Arkells. Uh, and I was it that trip or was it a tour we did with you? But I, I was there the moment that Tegan and Sarah followed you guys on Twitter. Oh, really? And you got genuinely excited. Oh, that's so like, probably around then. You were like, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, what? You're like, Tegan and Sarah just followed our Kells back <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It was a nice moment. So, uh, that, yeah, well, uh, I, I'm a genuine fan. And so we go back uh, after the show and they have a little meet and greet room. I saw Auntie Donahue, by the way. Oh, yeah. She Friend said she had dinner with you the other uh, Lunch. Ago. Yeah, we had lunch. lunch. Yeah, yeah she was a uh, great conversation, really fun hang. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, actually. But uh, she, uh, they come into the room. Um, and I don't know if they totally remember because they meet so many people. They don't live in Toronto. I'm like, hey, Matt, Max, Arkells. She's like, I know who you are. We did a fucking podcast together. Okay, okay, bro. <laughs> and like sort of disarmed me immediately. And then we end up having a really like delightful conversation. And what they're amazing at is not doing small talk. Because it's so easy when you're in a room full of a bunch of people that want to talk to them to not talk about anything. Yeah. You just kind of offer a few compliments. They go, oh, thanks so much, thanks so much. And then they keep it rolling. But I said to them, I was like, you know, the rollout for your new record has been amazing. Your performance on Colbert was so cool. Like you got to, you were interviewed by Terry Gross. And then uh, Sarah immediately got in. She's like, you know, the thing is, is like that's such like a, like a, a landmark accomplishment for us to be on Fresh Air interviewed by Terry Gross. But once it happens, you realize it's like that's not what it's about. It's about the work itself, and it's about now. I'm kind of a little bit lost and feeling a little. What do I do next? And and it's you really realize now that the times you're most satisfied as a person is when you have work to do. Mm. And she, anyway, she, there was a bunch of little moments and observations like that in our five minute conversation that I thought was just made them special people because they were able to kind of get to the heart of the conversation quickly and i think that's a really unique skill to have yeah that's great uh, uh and so shout out to both of them because they i'm sure they had that kind of interaction with everybody else in that room the other thing is uh so i talked to ann donahue who's also and she moderated their book conversation at indigo because they put out a memoir along yeah. with this record and ann donahue always makes fun of me for being too optimistic she's like fuck you and your twitter max fuck you she, <laughs> you know it's like yeah, everything's so optimistic and joyful and blah 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 she's like can't you just tell trolls to shut the fuck up when they're being fucking racist and all this i was like oh that's not really my quite my style she's like you got to do more of that man fuck you basically <laughs> uh, but it was in a funny like of course, way. Yeah. and then when i saw like tegan 
she's like, listen, like I'm a, I forget what we were talking about, but she's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jaded old woman. Not like you. You're so fucking optimistic and shit on she Twitter. She said the same thing. Yeah. She said she repeated basically what Anne had said to me 10 minutes ago. So is my, uh, Twitter persona, is that, uh, annoying? Do you think it's annoying? I don't find it annoying. Well, I mean, I don't follow you on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> uh, in the times I have seen you on the mic, I'm disingenuous, I guess. Because I, I, no, I, no, it's who you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I so. like you're an optimistic person. Like when we've talked about anything, whether it's politics or social issues, you always sort of take the side of like understanding and trying to see the best in the situation. I think okay. that your Twitter uh, presence reflects that. Would you guys agree? I don't yeah. Know. Oh yeah. Well, I think if I told you to fuck off, you wouldn't tell me to fuck off. I'd be like, mm, Shane. Shane, where is this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, because uh, I, I, then I tweeted the, the following day um, something about the election, I believe. Let me pull this up. I was like, and then I sent the tweet to Anne. I said, Ann, how much do you hate this tweet? Because I said, go vote today. If you're feeling discouraged, let's remember the collective wins our country has shared. <laughs> Roads to drive on, public schools to teach you, hospitals to heal you. Still much to be done, but let's keep building on that. And then she goes, it is, li- it is a literal campaign slogan for awareness, awareness. <laughs> what are you raising awareness for? Awareness. <laughs> I'm like, I disagree. And then she's like, also, as an aside, our country has a raging racism problem. And then I was like, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to go into an interrogation room with the people of Canada. I'll be good cop. You'll be bad mm. cop. I'll say, let's try to work out a deal. You say, we have a raging racism problem. <laughs> and we'll probably get somewhere. I'm going to be in the middle on that one. You guys, cop <laughs> team. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's my that's what happened to me on Saturday night. It was a great show. It's a fun evening. So yeah. you've been back since uh, when did you get into town? When did you get back? Uh, we got back uh, Friday, and um, yeah, I've uh, just been back and forth between here in Hamilton. Did you have a night out? Did you do anything? What, what, what did I do? On, what did I do on Friday? The, uh, I think the I did something on Friday, which is mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> it all happens. So it all happens. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Let's get to topics. I also have a social life to talk about. <laughs> 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 I hung with two pod fans. Hey. Uh, one of them works in this building. Uh, Co- Cody Parn and Bethan. Oh, because they were the newlywed game. And we saw Cody um, yeah. outside this building the other day. And he yeah. said, I work here now. And <laughs> I'm having to be with Shane. Yeah. Does he still have handlebars? Uh, I, I, oh, I always kind of see them. Yeah. Uh. But okay, so I always thought Bethan was the big fan. And Cody was kind of a fan who just happened to be wearing a uh, Mike How Much sweater in their Tinder photo. But Bethan doesn't even give a shit about us, really. Oh, really? Or she's playing it up like she doesn't. She's almost got like the... If, uh, okay, I'd say she's the auntie Donahue, mm-hmm. and Cody is a total max. Mm. And I was not expecting that because Cody dresses kind of cool, so you'd expect him to be a little, a little more cynical, a little edgy. Yeah, yeah, but he's like the most real, genuine, like, mm. fan in the world. And Bethan was like, Oh, I met you before, and like, my drunk friend dragged me to meet you. And, like, oh, doing that. Pulling that thing, yeah. So. Where would you guys go? <laughs> Don't like her as much as Cody. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God. No, no. Uh, I, that's true, but it's I still like them both. But uh, we went to what's that? Firkin. Oh, the, oh like yeah. the by yeah. much there by mm-hmm. the two nine nine. So you guys, what? Did you have a beer? Did you? How long was the hang? Yeah, we had two pints. I was actually pretty nervous to meet them, so I pre drank. Because here's what listeners don't remember: <laughs> they're like twenty. I don't care how old you are. I'm nervous to meet people. What if I don't have good conversation? Okay, fair. Yeah, not Sorry. everyone could be Tegan and Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, though: what people don't remember is Shane had set up this newlywed game where he had a bunch of questions to ask Cody and Bethan, and then were you sick? Was that it? I was sick. Yeah. You were sick. Erica had to host it. 
So we'll go back. Well, you can check out whatever episode that is. So this was your first time meeting them after corresponding with them on the internet. Well, this was after. And if you remember that, it's because the first time we recorded with them over the phone. We lost the audio. We lost the audio. That was a heartbreaking day. So then I was like, the day they came in, I was like, oh, I'm sick. And they're like, are these guys fucking joking? And they were like, no, no, we're not going to do the newlywed game. Uh, because they thought it was just going to be, no offense to Erica, they thought it was just going to be Erica running it. I was like, don't worry, Max and Mike are going to be there. It's it's going to be a big thing. And then when we were supposed to meet up today, I think I had two times I had to cancel on these people uh. for various serious reasons. Like one, Alex was in the ER, and for another one... Uh, you don't cancel on things very often. No, I don't. And there was another one where I had to go to a, a show where I got last-minute tickets mm-hmm. for show that i will not talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> you will not <laughs> um cool so it was a good hang though it was a great hang and the conversation was perfectly fine there's nothing to be worried about <laughs> i wasn't worried <laughs> no i'm saying for me there was nothing to be worried about oh, okay like you did a good job i did a good job and great. they did a good job oh, sometimes great. you're not pinging and ponging you're just ponging you know mm. it was a good ping pong relationship mm. that's gotcha. great and he left me with bethan for the first 20 minutes where did he go he was he's he was running late. Hmm. So he's like, Oh, Bethan will be there. So I was like real nervous to just be alone with her. But I think it went fine. Uh, so what what does Better Cody do? He's Cody in the Cody is a um a closed captioner. Mm. Which it's very crazy skill because he has to watch TV and be listening to the TV and he has a little like Britney Spears microphone <laughs> where he has to regurgitate everything at lightning speed. Wow. So he's listening and talking. That's mm. easier said than done. It's quite a skill set. <laughs> yeah. So they live here now together. Uh, they they're just getting a place right now. Yeah, they're actually right now they're off to see uh, the landlord. <laughs> I like how this turned episode cool. just about. I loved them. They were really Cody cool. I loved them. Well, yeah, they both lived in Ottawa, and then they got okay. Like, enough personal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were cool. Yeah. All right. So, are we going to get to uh, some topics? Or yeah. What? yeah. All right. It. Our topics today are. Uh, we're going to do Mike Posner, who uh, went across uh, America. Is it Posner? Posner. Posner. Okay, Sorry, yeah. my bad. Mike Posner went across America. He went from, what, New Jersey to California? Was yeah. that uh, New York State to California? And uh, we're also going to talk about Jared Leto. What do you guys want to start with? I like opening it up to the group. It's weird because Posner used to dress like Jared Leto. Okay. <laughs> he dyed his hair green and would wear white makeup all the time for a very brief period. Posner would. It was crazy. Like the Joker. And he lost 30 pounds. He would only eat a meal every other day. Like I deep dove Posner last night. Are you a fan? I I never knew who he was really. I knew he was on a song with Cher Lloyd like in 2012 called Feel Your Love or something. But he was just featured. Big Cher Lloyd fan? I, you know I am a big Cher Lloyd fan. Yeah. I like that one song. Watch You Back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh. That song's great. Yeah. But Let's talk about Posner then. So let's do Posner. Are you yeah. a Posner fan, Erica? Um, kind of. Well, he's a bizarre guy. I know a little bit about him and I think he's funny. I'm not a big fan of his music, though. No. Took a pill in Ibiza is a banger. But he started out as kind of like a not a kind of a hip hop guy. Mm-hmm. Like he had that way of talking. Was like, oh, yo, this girl like in interviews. And then he changed oh, yeah. way more like scary talking, like kind of almost like he was on like harder drugs mm-hmm. and now he kind of talks more like a baby who's on <laughs> weed <laughs> baby who's have on you seen his interview <laughs> no i haven't watched any of these. what would oh, an example he, of a baby on weed sound like he's like yeah you know i i just like things are cool right now 
That's exactly how he talks. I did a very good imitation, I think. <laughs> well, has like, especially the end more part. like um, like I'm the like meditation guy. <laughs> yes, kind yes. Of that's thing. the vibe I get. He yeah, looks exactly beard, like Bob Ross. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah, 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 okay. The painter. Yes, uh, it's funny. Are you, are you familiar with this stuff? Max? A little bit. I just know that he kind of like did the rounds in the last couple of years, like doing a lot of the podcasts that I like, and he was like profiled in like the New York Times, and he just basically had like the profile of like. Um, and I could be getting this wrong, but like a middle class Jewish kid from the like the East Coast, basically. And I think he's from Detroit. And I feel like between my dad and people my dad knows and people I kind of grew up with, I know his personality type. So the fact that he used to want to be a like a rapper and then in now he's like 31 is now into like meditation and like um like mindfulness yeah. really rings a bell with me <laughs> it's like i can tell you i was wearing rockwear in high school and tuck my socks into my pants and like oh i just wish i was jay-z yeah and then now that i'm like i'm i'm espousing like listen we're all connected guys we have to have patience with each other like that like mindfulness that, yeah that kind yeah. of shit so like i i kind of i almost cringe when i see the shit that he does because I see a little bit of myself in that. You're looking in a mirror and it's I, uncomfortable. Not quite a mirror, but it, it's a little too familiar for my liking and I feel embarrassed. No, I was the same. Look at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I honestly look like a Mike Posner right now. If I had longer hair. Shane is wearing a tie-dye shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, let's get, so what did he do? Let's tell the listeners. The listeners are like, why the fuck are we talking about Mike Posner? <laughs> so Mike Posner decided to walk across America. It took him six months to get from New Jersey to, I think, Venice Beach. Uh and I think he, what, released a song every week or something like that? Or he worked on a song? He did something where he was sort of making music, going across the country <laughs> by foot. the research he's <laughs> ever done. You can tell when I'm interested in the subject or not. Uh, but um, I did read the piece on CNN all about it. But I didn't. all they talked about was him doing the trip and the fact that he had to postpone the trip, I believe in Colorado, for eight weeks because he was bit by a rattlesnake. Yeah. And that's how I heard about the trip to begin with. Like, I didn't know that he was doing it. I don't follow him on social media, even though he's got a pretty sizable social media. So, I only, yeah. so here's the question, I guess. What do we think the impetus for the trip was? You know what I mean? Other than sort of his own journey of self-discovery. Do you, I mean, because it's been suggested in the pod uh, peeps group, I won't say who was saying it, but that it maybe was a PR, PR stunt. Maybe it was like the idea that it's like, what, you know, this it was is only a PR stunt. You feel that way? Of course. Why else would you do it? Self he's an enlightened dude now. Yeah, and he's. Do you want to know why he went on take. this path of enlightenment? Right. Yeah. Hit us, Erica. Why it was because he was good friends with Avicii. They made that song together. They became great friends, and then Avicii suddenly passed away. Listen, he people OD'd. grieve in different ways, but walking across the fucking continent. But, but is, then he became enlightened, and way. then he came into <laughs> this enlightenment and decided to stop cutting his hair and go on this Forrest Gump inspired walk. It seems. Yeah. And it seems know. like like I've watched hours of interviews with him uh -huh. right now. It seems like this is not an act. Have you seen? He has one music video where he explains it all. That's why I know all this. Mm. For like a song that came out maybe about a year ago, he's like, and then my best friend Avicii died. It's like one of those videos where the music comes in and out, mm. and then he talks. Can Half I, of it's filmed on a cell phone. It's kind of bizarre. Can it be both? Can it be a journey of self-discovery that is like uh, authentic, but also recognizing that it's an amazing story that's been picked up by every outlet? He was on yeah, like, Good Morning America. Yeah, yeah okay, sure. So. That That's probably the way I ought to. Um, I, I don't know the answer. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I just like. But you're so worried about people thinking you're phony when you're being your true self. When if I didn't know you, I'd be very suspicious of your personality, Max. Fair, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm a hypocrite in, in thinking that he's full of shit. Um, <laughs> but it just feels like there's some sometimes when you see these like self help whatever people or whatever, like they're so hyper aware of their brand where it just 
becomes like a little like unbelievable to me. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I totally and, 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 and here's the thing. It's probably both. I think he probably comes by it honestly. If you guys have watched all these interviews and he seems sincere, then he probably is. But it's just like that extra. Like if somebody just like did that walk. But here's my question. If if he in another life, would he do that walk if he wasn't a musician? But he had the re- he had the resources and the time to be sure. able to do it. Great question. I, just don't I know think if so. You think he'd do it? Oh, I met someone on. I got to be careful with my words here to not reveal who it is. But I met someone on the weekend who I didn't even know who they were. It was a, a woman walks up. It's like Shane. Hi, and I was like, Hi. I was like, I was like, I know you somehow. Did we go to high school together? She's like, No, I'm. Uh-huh. Said her name. I was like, Holy shit! She was handing out uh, cards for her church. She runs like uh, she's like a church leader. Mm-hmm. And this person was the total, total opposite of that, like, club-go party mm. person. No, and by the like, way, it I really believe- blew my mind. And this girl had nothing to really benefit from it. Like, she wasn't promoting anything. It wasn't a PR stunt. Uh-huh. She just totally changed her life and way of living and values. Yeah, no, and, and I believe that. I totally believe that. It just when when there's such a heavy PR element to it, that's when and I it's go. monetized and it's monetized and it's like and PR people are setting up interviews along the way with like Good Morning and, and, America and, and he's getting every massive yeah. rapper featured on the album. But he can't stop his career. It's like you got to go with what whatever you like. It's like you're capitalizing off People's Champ, which is an anti-Trump song because it of it course. aligns with your values. But it's it's not just like you didn't just write the song uh-huh. to be to be that way. Yeah, maybe I should like do more research or something. But I think there's something uh, off-putting to me when people take themselves too seriously. It is not to take that they shouldn't take life seriously because I I do appreciate somebody mm-hmm. like really trying to find like meaning in whatever they're doing. I think that's beautiful. But there's something a little extra to me when people like talk about themselves and what they're doing in a very self-serious way and like preachy way. Yeah, it's just like that's why like I love. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of a, the opposite of this in my mind is Phoebe Waller Bridge. Like everybody loves her and like talks about how, what a brilliant genius she is. She she's the writer, director, star of Fleabag. Fleabag. In case you don't know, and she also wrote Killing Eve. Also is writing a new Bond. She's like a talent. She's like our age. She's writing the new Bond. Yeah. Wow. That's and Daniel Craig was like, I want this person to write it. But uh, you know, she so she gets all asked all these serious questions, and she kind of, she like answers the question seriously, but doesn't take herself seriously. She, I listened to the Fresh Air interview, and Terry Bridge Terry Gross would ask her a very serious question about her like sexuality growing up, and she'd like I don't know she there was um, an ease in the way she answered the question, which I which appealed to me at least. But it seems like Posner right now from the interviews I listen to, it's like he's thinking he used to take himself mm. seriously, and now he's kind of removed like ego and all that from mm. himself, which I know sounds all very pretentious and everything. Yeah. But I don't think he's using his image in any different way than you are using your image. Yeah. To promote your band. I just think it's such an extreme example where I'm just like, you're like the nicest guy. No, ever, no, 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 no listen, extreme. I, I think that I just, when I put myself in the, th- what would I, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm an ambitious person. I think I'm a busybody. I think I like to do shit and like push myself. Would I walk across the country for a fucking, I don't, I don't think I'd do that. That's, can I, can that's I insane that? behavior to me. When I did read the story, I got to say, it actually sounded really appealing. Like, in the sense that I was like, could you imagine for six months being disconnected in some ways and just working on your shit? Like, if you had the resources to do it, you'd you'd be probably in great shape because you're walking all that time. Yeah. Um, you're going to meet people. I like people. Like, I'm going to say that, like, for whatever his purpose was or, or whatever, I found the the actual sort of act really appealing. Like, I mean, and maybe it's just because now I could never do that with a child and all that stuff. But I'm just like, I'm like, oh. 
man, that sounds really interesting to just kind of go and do that and, and for six mm-hmm. months and see the cr- country on foot and, and, and also while outputting work, if that, if that is what he did. How I do you think Danica would react to that conversation? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be it, man. It'd be like, <laughs> like, It'd be like I'm taking your baby. Yeah, she'd just goodbye. be like, well, that does not align with what we have planned for our life and what happened. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm enlightened. Good luck. <laughs> I'll be back in six months with a bitchin' album. <laughs> and a bitchin' body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, I, I actually see you were like, you were like, oh, do you really want to walk across the country? Doesn't this seem like... Isn't there something appealing about that to you yeah. guys? I was watching on Instagram the other day. Somebody walked from Hamilton to Toronto, and I followed their whole journey, and it was pretty awesome. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. No, it was just in their story. They, Any time, like every 10 minutes. How long did it they, take? It took 17 hours. They ended at the keg. That was <laughs> sick. Yeah. Nice. Do you they think started if, at 5 a.m. Do you think if he wasn't bitten by the rattlesnake, this story would have even resonated with people? I don't think we would have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, like, like, his I, fans would have, but like it yeah, wouldn't have gone outside of that. You need to be that. a Posner head. Yeah, that's that's way better. Uh, all right, well there we go. So Max a little skeptical. Shane is all in on Posner. Where are you at, Erica? Yeah, good for him. He fa- he he had a traumatic time a couple of years ago when he lost his friend. And by the yeah. way, to, to to your point, like anything else, once you get to know someone a little bit better, you become less judgy most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I think he's authentic, but I also find him extremely annoying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I do. <laughs> Let me just clarify. Yeah, it's like, I don't have been defending him for the last. Yeah, it's almost unbearable to hear him talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I find I find the, the 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 act itself, the execution of it, it seems pretty cool, man. I wish I had six months, mm. but maybe that's just me longing for another time when life wasn't so busy and we had responsibilities. Yeah, you you would do it. If you had the means Listen, and the I mean, time. Yeah. I mean, like, I've always had, like, dreams of, like, just going to live in Australia and sort of pay my way by bartending up and down the coast and playing acoustic. You know, like you, you have these fantasies, but then ultimately, you know, uh, there's other things that I, I, I want out of life that would preclude doing something well, like that. Well, it's about that. having the option to yeah. do something. If I was know? a trust fund kid, like, my yeah. life would look probably a lot different, mm-hmm. you know, than it does now. But ultimately, I have to work in order to sort of set up a life for, for myself and my family that is something that I, you know... In a way that makes me want to, uh, yeah, sort of like, uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I see Max and Erica literally like keep giving hand signals. You're doing hand signals. Oh, I, I was fiddling with it again. Oh. <laughs> you always do. Sorry. I'm, and, I, and then I realized I, I don't want to be the one said, telling Max Kerman how to use a microphone. Yeah. yeah. But Oh, wow. I don't want to be that person, but. No, you should. If you're producing this shit, fucking do it. Is it because you're so used to your voice being projected that this is weird or strange for you to hold a microphone without hearing your own voice? No, I think I'm just like on a, uh, unobservant like when it comes to this stuff. Because when you're singing, you never don't have the mic in front of your face. Yeah, but I guess I can hear come through a speaker because I don't have headphones said, yeah. on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. We need Sweet. to get some headphones. Yeah, we should. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's uh, goals for next year. Either way, as I prattled on, I got very distracted by you guys giving each other like AOK signals. You were like doing like sign language, and I was like, what is going on here Sorry across the table? Uh, do you guys want to go to the next subject? Yep. Yeah. All right. Our next subject today is about Jared Leto. There was a big piece in The Hollywood Reporter <laughs> about Jared Leto, who previously played the Joker in Suicide Squad. I guess when him, uh, when he and his management uh, got wind that uh, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix were going to make a Joker movie, I guess he got his panties in a bunch a little bit because 
he wanted to make a Joker movie. I don't know if he wanted to make like a, a dark and serious one or if he just wanted to be able to sort of keep playing the character. Uh, but ultimately, the story suggests that Jared was so upset uh, that he wanted to try and kill that film. He did not want it to be made. He didn't want to go forward after development. And when he found out it was greenlit, uh, I guess he tried to throw his weight around as an Oscar winner uh, and sort of a, a very famous name to try and get that movie uh, done in. It did not work. Now that movie has made hundreds of millions of dollars that will continue to make a lot of money. Jared Leto will probably never play Joker again because it's like, who really would really want to follow that? And uh, yeah, but the, the the article was just kind of mean. Like, like they, did you guys read the piece? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How they went into, like how it's like, he, he was super extra on the set of Suicide Squad and was like, we all heard this story. He, he went method and he was m- mailing rats to cast members like Will Smith and stuff like that. I hate that stuff. I That's know. so lame. Well, so oh. did his cast members. You know, and it's like, and the director didn't like, and he just, he went so overboard with the performance and he was so actory. And so he ended up being in less than 10 minutes of the actual overall film. So he felt like he had a lot more to give to the character. And then I guess he just felt like this whole thing passed him by. And it's got to hurt. It's like, if you look at the pantheon of Joker, you know what I mean? It's like you're looking at uh, Heath Ledger who won an Oscar for the role. You got Joaquin Phoenix who most likely will Jack be Nicholson. nominated for a role. You have Jack Nicholson who's a legend and kind of established what that role could look like in a sort of serious film. And then good old Cesar Romero from the 60s uh, Batman television show. Even Mark Hamill is the voice of Joker in the Batman animated series. A lot of people consider like sort of canon and, and a beloved Joker. The original guy who played Joker was Mexican? Cesar Romero. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of his oh. ethnicity, but uh, oh, maybe could remember be him with the, with the white paint over yeah, his mustache? Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, um, and then, obviously, coming in somewhere near the bottom would probably be uh, ten minutes of Jared Leto as the Joker in twenty fourteen. It just looks—I didn't see that film, but he looks so stupid as that <laughs> character. The way he was acting was so unscary. Yeah. The, the, the other thing that's interesting about this is he ended up firing his like agents at whatever he yeah, yeah, yeah. he left CAA for like WME or whatever and because he felt like they weren't showing the amount of respect that an Oscar winner should have. Like all this stuff is in this Hollywood Reporter and it, it seems well sourced and it seems legitimate but it is a very gossipy article. Uh, I don't know why you put a story like this out other than to sort of just have a giggle if you're like the mm-hmm. reader like me. Like I kind of enjoy that back behind the scenes shit but my question would be like... Do you think that there's ego in every business to the point where you try to like sabotage other product or, or projects in order to like sort of like, I guess, put yourself in an advantageous position? Is that just the way Hollywood works or business works or anything? People are like that. There's a percentage of people like that everywhere. But yeah, yeah um, I mean, Hollywood has the outlet to be able to like, you know, put out the story in a gossipy kind of way. Because like Hollywood and DC politics would probably be the two places. Right. There's a lot of reporting on like the inner workings behind the scenes dealings. Um, <laughs> the reason why this one was funny for me is that actually before I get in this, um, when it comes to like, I don't like gossiping about other people really. And, um, I don't like telling stories where maybe, uh, people don't come off as good, but there's something about Jared Leto or Leto <laughs> that you feel totally okay about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I've thought about like music reviews where it's like, if like pitchfork, like killed like the new Coldplay record or something like that. I'd be like, ah, you know what? Chris Martin like, probably read that, and pro- you probably made him feel like shit. And y- if you don't like it, that's okay. But to like, s- like really tear apart a piece of art that he worked a long time on and cared about, that just doesn't feel good. You don't get enough people talking on the record, like whether it's from his agency or from the people on set at Suicide Squad, unless you've somehow annoyed the shit out of people, or they, you're like, 
you rub them the wrong way mm-hmm. somehow. You know what I mean? Like you never hear stories like this about Chris Martin because everybody's like, yeah. I like that guy. You yeah, well, which is like kind of goes back to the example of Doc Rivers, the NBA coach for the Los Angeles Clippers. Like reporters just love him. So I'm sure he's been involved in enough like mini controversies over the years as a player and as a coach. Confrontations he's, with yeah. players, yeah. But because I think he has such a good relationship with the reporters, no one really ever wants to kill Doc Rivers. Yeah. You know, and, and so it speaks to like if you're an asshole – People like these, these reports are going to come out. And if you're not, then they probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say the Hollywood reporter uh, came to you, Shane, was like, we're doing an ex- explosive story on your colleagues at the Mike on Much. Uh, what, what would you, what, do you have any comments about Mike, Max, and Erica's behavior? What would you say? I would say I, I've said it on the pod, and I'll, I'll say it here uh, between <laughs> you and I. Max is the nicest guy ever. <laughs> Max is uh, he, what you see is what you get. No, that guy. <laughs> okay, this is not a very explosive as a story. Yeah. No. All right. And then they'd ask about Mike, and I'd say, ah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> what about Erica? No, Erica, she's a little picky when it comes to uh, fiddling with a microphone, but beyond that, she's great. <laughs> No, Erica's standard. good. She hasn't lived a lot of life, but I feel like the life she has lived <laughs> has been good. Thanks. She's a good person. That's mm. nice. And I like her. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> no, I like you too, Mike, and I was, I was, of course, just kidding. You're a very good guy also, and very nice. Oh, you know. <laughs> Max, what would you say when they came searching for dirt? Yeah. Mm. You're going to throw me under the bus? Yeah, that's good. Oh, what I do with Shane? And no, yeah, I think we all get along too. Well. So this game kind of mm-hmm. fell flat on its face. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> or you got to go in and be really authentic, yeah. like like actually get into our picadillos. Mm, I wouldn't do that. Uh, next subject. All right, gang, we are going to do a new segment that will be a feature on the next few episodes of Mike on Much, and it is called Taste Buds, where we discuss a single subject, debating good taste or poor taste, because good things come in threes: Jameson, ginger, and lime, and podcast hosts all three of us will weigh in with three unique opinions that suit our tastes and guys today we are talking about the weather and i guess more specifically talking about the weather mm-hmm. uh we're is this in good taste poor taste or somewhere in the middle who wants to start my taste buds i'm taste bud number one this is shane speaking uh <laughs> i like talking about the weather mm. Ooh. it's a great opportunity for somebody who's not great at small talk to have built-in small talk hmm so if I'm going to fill up my water receptacle at the, uh, <laughs> which, which is what? a totally normal way to say that. Well, how like do a you robot say right my, uh, a my water bottle? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I got my jug and I'm filling it with tap water, I, uh, sometimes you, you get a little bit of, uh, people hanging around and you're a total weirdo if you say nothing and just stand there. Mm-hmm. But if it's extra snowy, you know, heck of a storm out there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden, you got the next, till, till the jug is filled up. Yeah. Till the receptacle. Got, till the receptacle is all filled up. That that conversation is the perfect length. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think it's in good taste because I think living in Toronto, there, there is a lot of change in weather, and the weather really does have a big effect on everyone's day, week, etc. So it's like if you're in the middle of a heat storm, you don't have air conditioning, that can throw you off. If you're in the middle of a snowstorm, you can get to work on time, that throws you off. If it's an unseasonably warm day in the fall and you're like, I was out there in a t-shirt today, that's kind of cool. Like I'm into all those things and I don't like, and I think it can be a genuine conversation that people actually really care about and I don't like it that after I have the conversation that I think was meaningful, I think to myself, oh, I was talking about the weather. Am I lame for that? Is that person judging me? Is society judging me for this? <laughs> you're made to feel so bad about it. Yeah, it's like joking about airline food if you're a comedian or something. It's like this huge lame thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're talking about. about the weather? It's like, no. 
I care about the weather. And it springboards into great conversations sometimes. Like, oh, I forgot my jacket because actually my wife took it to work today. You let your wife take your jacket? All of a sudden, you're talking about something way yeah, different. Yeah, it's true. It's an entry point. <laughs> what, what about you, Mike? <laughs> like that, it spirals into a super intense conversation. It's like, <laughs> by the end of it, it's like, we're getting a divorce. And then we're fighting. It's like, do you fight with your wife often? It's like, you're it's been married? a stressful time. Yeah. <laughs> Not for uh, long, sister. <laughs> I, I my jug is full. Gotta go. I would say I, I listen. Two things. Um, I, uh, I I don't mind small talk in general. I like small talk. I think it puts people at ease. Whatever you got to do something to fill the time, like you said, Shane. If you're filling a water jug or receptacle, uh, and also I'm not somebody that actively is checking the weather. Like some people really like know what's up with the weather. I don't. So like if somebody's like, oh, it's really gonna drop, and it's like, oh, cool. I'll now I know. I'll wear a coat. I wouldn't check that on my own. So oh, I'm getting future weather. I'm getting information from people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I like about it. It's like sometimes it's like, oh, it's really going to be raining after work. Oh, good to know. Maybe I'll wait out the storm. I guess I could see that, but at least I can sort of plan. Maybe it's mm. like, eh, yeah. I'll leave a little early. But you're a master rain. small talker. So you don't get annoyed by the hack nature of weather. No, I don't. I mean, l- listen, like, again, if I'm learning something, it's good. And ultimately, like, the, r- the reason I don't mind small talk is because, like, I do think some people feel uncomfortable having small talk or they're just like they're uncomfortable by nature. If I can talk about something banal with them and it's like they feel at ease, then it's like, well, we did something with our time in this elevator. Here's what I'd say, though. I'd only say it is in bad taste if someone genuinely doesn't give a shit about the conversation. Oh, if it's going to ask that. Yeah. If it's thrown off like, huh? Hot one out there today, huh, mm. John? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, That's actually whatever. pretty good. No, I don't like that. It's just oh, like yeah. it's like you need to actually care about it because I think we can care about the weather. But if it's just like just filling up space, then don't bother. Like, don't say anything. Stand there. Nah, just, just shut up. Just an awkwardness. But, but, but if you're if you're like actually interested in having a conversation with the weather, I'm in, I'm in. Right. So don't phone it in. Don't just don't phone it in. There you have it. So in good taste or in good taste if it's done right, like Jameson, ginger, and lime. Well said. I got my-